When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Henley Mortgage Fund, $1,000 a month off your home loan for two years. All backed by Henley's $7 billion parent company. Australia versus the West Indies on SEN Test Cricket. Head on strike and he pulls it high and a mark all the way for six. Heads on 81, on strike, who slips in for him and he just floats that over where Gully would have been for four more. Joseph Bowles here. Oh, he's hooked that one. He's punished it. Oh, and he's hit it miles. <laughs> Over mid-wicket and into the crowd. His head gets a full ball, driving through the outside. Out to the boundary for four. And for the second time, Travis Head gets a century in his own backyard here at Adelaide Oval. A seventh overall. The first time since the World Test Championship final and in consecutive test matches against the West Indies here at home, he raises his bat and celebrates three figures. It'll be a nice one to reflect on, uh, to be in the board again, which is nice. So, um, but yeah, it's always it's a nice week. So uh, It was nice to have four or five days leading into it, so it's felt like a, a bigger prep. So, um, yeah, nice to get the benefits from that. Travis Head celebrated as the hometown hero after his second test century at the Adelaide Oval in as many summers. The Australian batter joins us ahead of day three. The lead 95. Joseph bowls again. Full ball, and he's bowled! And there is five wickets on debut for Shamad Joseph. Hazelwood starts his way in. Played and edged, and is he out first ball? Chanderpaul is taken by Carey. Horrific start. Hazelwood to Brathwaite again. He turns this, and it's gone at short leg. A phenomenal catch. Head was right there. It went straight to his hands, but he still had the grasp. But Around the wicket, bowls to Athanase, gets a hook shot. That one is out. He's tried to play it down to fine leg. He's feathered it through to Carey. Australia has three. Hazelwood has three. This is disaster for the West Indies. Hazelwood in. And this one's driven, caught. Second slip gone. Copy book, second slip catch. And Hazelwood has four. <laughs> yes. Line in. Catches him on the pad. Bigger pill for leg before. Impacting nine wickets hitting. Gone. A five for on debut for Shamar Joseph. Wasn't enough to save the West Indies from a Josh Hazelwood demolition job. Can they salvage the innings and give Australia a total to chase? We'll find out this morning. We're in an era now where all of our best players want to play Red Bull cricket. They want to wear a baggy game. My length thing, by the way. Um, and um, we can't take that for granted though because the next generation of player probably won't think like that. And Australian Cricketers Association CEO Todd Greenberg joins us to discuss cricket's big issues ahead of the BBL finals and next week's conclusion to the Test Summer. This is day three of the first Test on SEN Test Cricket. Live across Australia and around the world, welcome to SEN Test Cricket. 
Fantastic to have you company on SEN Test Cricket for day three of the first test, Australia and the West Indies. Sunshine, blue skies, perfect conditions, perfect Friday for three sessions of brilliant cricket for those that are working in the city to come over after lunch and see the second or maybe the third session and have a quiet beverage with mates. Not sure we'll get that far. It might end up being a one-session day three, but we'll see what happens. West Indies, if you're unaware of the story, sent in on day one, all out for 188. Australia, 283 in reply. 95 run lead. West Indies, second innings, six for 73. They are able to hold up late. And Australia leads by 22, so they're 22 runs away from making Australia bat again with six wickets down the West Indies. So we might get an extension of play into late on this beautiful Friday in Adelaide. Fingers crossed, Simon Cadditch and Damien Fleming are with me on this special day on the calendar in the history of SEN. Happy 20th birthday to 1116 SEN Melbourne, with today marking the 20th anniversary of the station being on air. And so many listeners so far this morning have been enjoying their frivolity with Gary and Tim and a long list of hosts that have been on the station and a lot of callers that have been on the station in the 20 years that it's been alive. Simon Cadditch and Damien Fleming, our experts for in-place living, specialist disability accommodation designed for you. Welcome, guys. Dwayne Dwayne. listeners, 20 years. Yeah. It's, wow. It's happened quickly, hasn't it? It's actually the anniversary of Hooksy passing as well 20 years ago. Well, on the same SCN day. Up. Yeah, I was working for 3RW. I was working with Hooksy on AW and and uh, I was meant to work with Hooksy that night. Um, and uh, obviously he wasn't able to get to work and, yeah, everyone was – it was devastating. So over the road when SCN was being born at that time, uh, everyone over there was really excited about the birth of something big and new and – then the Hooksy news hit, and it, it wow. really it cut everyone to bits. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a bittersweet day. Yeah, and, it is, and there's a nice tribute sitting out there on the stumps at the moment. Um, I saw the curator out there asking for Cameron Green's bat because he knew he had a, a grey nicks. Well, he was the first Australian batsman to arrive with a grey nickels, and, which is what Hooksy used. So he's got that grey nicks resting up against the stumps at the moment. Did Hooksy have the double scoop? Or just a single? I'm not sure. Uh, I've got a feeling there was a single scoop, um, but Hooksy might have been the originator of of a double scoop bat. (laughs) I think it's a single scoop they've got out there at the moment, or is it? No, it's got a hump on it, actually. I can see it's on its side. So, yeah, but the scoop, but there was an issue. No one knew whether the scoop was something that was going to work. Well, I mean, or, it's, it's but it was a tr- great gimmick. It's obviously trying to get the weight out of the bat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know whether that was scientifically proven. It looked cool. <laughs> it did. I, I, I wasn't cool enough to get one. <laughs> I had one. I had a yeah. single scoop bat growing up. Hooksy made everything cool, though, didn't he? Yeah. He made a lot of things cool. He made test cricket cool. He made going for, uh, you know, flamboyant mm-hmm. test cricketer. He made that cool. He made a lot of things cool. Well, World Series cricket. Yeah. I mean, he was the, the young... Um, playboy of the of the team there. I remember getting hit in the head, oh, jaw, by Andy Roberts. Um, and there's that story. I think Kerry Packer drove him to the um, hospital to get wired up, and then he come back not long afterwards and hit Andy Roberts for two massive sixes. Uh, when I started playing against him, Victoria, you know, his Aussie days were gone, but he was still such a big, charismatic player um, in Shield Creek. But similar to other team, you know, Western Australia played. If it was Hooksy, um, South Australia, it was Dino and Merv, 
in Victoria, there was a fantastic a lot of really big names still playing shield cricket mm. back then. He was coach of Victoria when I started. Well, not started, but was playing for moved over to New South Wales. So he even then had a presence then in terms of the way that Victoria were going about their business and almost sort of introduced the set play even in shield cricket. I remember Brad Hodge was captain one game at the MCG we played and Hodge's brain was fried because we kept them out there for about 150 <laughs> overs. That was how many set plays they had to have. But um, <laughs> he was always forward thinking and, and wanting to, you know, innovate and, and do things differently, I guess, and, and test the boundaries of, you know, where he could get to as a team. And I think that's got to be commended. Yeah, he had two audiences. He had his audience as a cricketer that he held in the palm of his hand, but he also had... A massive radio audience and a presence on 3RW and in Adelaide Radio. He became a Victorian, really, didn't he? And hard to say that, given how good a South Australian he was. But he was uh, he, Victorians don't adopt many South Australians, but he was one they did. And it sort of transferred... Well, he played with Darren Lehman. Yes. You know, that fast-scoring left-hander charisma. Um, and now to the modern day, Travis Head. Yeah. So the left-handers, um, South Australians have, have really looked after Australian cricket and... Um, you know, Trav's hundred again. Mm. It, it's he is so unique. Mm. I think all seven of his Test hundreds have been match winners. You know, the two he got against England a couple of years ago, he didn't have a massive series runs wise, but the two hundreds won two Test matches. So he is a genuine match winner. Well, for without Australia. his hundred here, the Tests even. I mean, they're out for one hundred. Well, it's all over. We're out for two eighty. Yeah, correct. At the moment, uh, when if he didn't make a hundred, we might have been out for one eighty eight as well. Mm. And I think the West Indies sensed that yesterday. They went hard at him early. It didn't quite go to plan. But, you know, there was plenty of moments where, you know, he chopped balls back and it nearly went on the stumps or he played a miss. But when he hits them, he just he, – it's like he flicks a switch and once he gets a couple away, he just can't contain him. And there's such a fine line in terms of how you can bowl to him because you can go short. But once he gets in and he starts pulling him over deep mid-wicket – it doesn't matter, you know, how many guys you got back because they'll keep sailing into the into the crowd. Yeah, and just his strike rate was significantly more than anyone else in the game again, mm. isn't it? He he just he's just fluent. You have to get him out, mm. otherwise the game or the test match just flows away from you. So he is so important. Um, we probably won't find out in the second innings, but um, you know, Stephen Smith and Cam Green—that's an ongoing. Um, you know, discussion. Um, It'd be nice if Steve Smith had to get out there and make 40, wouldn't it? Yes. If, if the two openers had to get out there and make 40 at least. Well, the West Indies will be hoping for that because that yeah. means they've made some decent runs this yeah. morning. Yeah, that means Shabar, Shamar Joseph has bad well. Yeah. I'd say at most they're chasing 40. Yeah. Um, but the, the other side is, you know, if he nicks off early. Yeah. You know, there's, well, it's a story, isn't it? Yeah, the West Indies got nothing to lose. Mm. Yeah. And, and that, that's a bit of a moral victory. Um, so we got, could dominate. We could win this test uh, inside two and a half days. But Steve Smith could be the story given he could – well, he could fail twice. As, as yep, the certainly so. You know, we've got the test at the, the Gabba day-night test match. So I, I just assume that's going to be hard for batting. Two tests in New Zealand. So, but, you know, there is um, – Potentially, what, seven more innings? Mm. Not that you're going to have a big one here, I wouldn't imagine, um, for that to groove in. They'd love by the end of New Zealand to know their top six. Well, also in the background, and this has been sort of mentioned not much yesterday, but because they obviously got knocked over in the first innings, but before this test match, he's 486 runs away from 10,000, and he had seven innings to get there to be the quickest in the history of test cricket. So that in itself is a monumental achievement. So that's in the background. He'll yeah. know about that because it's been mentioned in the press. So that's 
the carrot that's in front of him as well, that personal milestone. Obviously, winning tests is first and foremost, but that'd be a, a remarkable achievement if he can pull it off. So, in theory, we'd all like it to carry through to the afternoon and have a, a good Friday day three for the crowd to be able to come and well, get the value out of their ticket that they've bought and purchased and those that can come down after work from the city like they once did here on a Friday and watch a Shield game even oh, t- exactly. in those days um, because it was free entry for the last session, so you get in for nothing. So that's the theory. Okay, and the practicality, what might happen today? What, what could happen? We're, st- we're still 22 runs away from seeing Australia bat again. Look, I think the fight they've shown throughout these two days has been impressive because it's a young group. It's highly inexperienced. So you'd expect there'll be a little bit of resistance with the bat this morning. The hard part is is that this Australian attack is just... They'll just keep coming. So I, I can't envisage the West Indies getting to sort of 80 or 90 in front unless the Silver plays a remarkable innings and someone like Shamar Joseph and Kemar Roach come out and contribute with 20 or 30 each. But that's the only way I can see them getting that far in front. Otherwise, Australia should be able to knock off, you know, 10 or 20 runs comfortably. Well, if they can um, replicate their last wicket partnership yes. in the first innings in Pakistan... Um, that is one little concern for the Australians. Let's see if they can actually just knock over the last wicket quickly today. Um, yeah, all everything has to go right. As you said, I think the silver is probably the one that um, needs to score a bulk of the runs. Uh, Alzari Joseph has a test 80. Um, he, he just goes hard mm-hmm. so he could get going. But it's it's the Australian bowlers are going to be fresh. and There's not going to be too many bad balls. Um, so if they, if they could... Their first one, let's make Australia bat. Mm. Um, even just to physically walk out there. And, the, you know, can, can you just get an ugly total? Well, Steve Smith, as great as he is, he's got to be a little nervous, doesn't he, about facing up for the second time and having to, even if we've got 20 to make. I mean, he doesn't want to be out for three. Correct. He wants to be not out at the end of the day. So there's going to be a bit of pressure. And if they did knock over a couple of wickets, Cam Green might have to get out there and make... Eight. Yeah. So there's there's going to be a couple of stories in that because he won't want to fail again at number four. Not that it, you can call it a failure yet, mm. um, but, you know, he didn't really um, set the world on fire at four in his first uh, opportunity there. Yeah, and, you know, Shamar Joseph, he's just going to charge in. He, he'll want more wickets. So whatever it is, it's just ugly. Mm. You know, twenty chasing 20, we're going to win. But, you know, like Stephen Smith, you know, the failure, there's a bit of pressure on. And as you said, if they get two... Yeah. Or Cam Green's there, you know, and one just keeps low there. And, you know, we win by seven wickets, you beauty, but we've, our, our two experiments have failed. And it's a big difference in the narrative because if we end up having to make 30, say, and we're numb for 30, then everyone will say, oh, everything's sweet. Yeah. But if we lost a few wickets, then the narrative is, are we out of form? <laughs> Have we got some guys who aren't actually mm. seeing it as well as, are we as good as we thought we were? What's going on with this summer? I think it will still come back to how this wicket's played. And, and when you look at it, the wicket has been a new ball wicket. And we saw that yesterday when Australia took that new ball in the West Indies second innings. It, it had quickened up, which you expect that on day two, a little bit harder and faster. And it became a different ball game. It, it was a lot quicker than that first session in day on day one. But uh, it has been a tough wicket to bat on. But saying that, I think it's been a good wicket because, you know, everyone's been in the game. And a couple of the batsmen, Travis Head in particular, have shown that you can score runs on it. It just depends on what your method's going to be. And against this Australian attack, the West Indies have just it's been too much for them. Yeah, it has. Um, you know, Travis Head playing his shots. Probably McKenzie, I'd classify him playing his shots. Um, 
it's the way you've got to go to be able to score runs. Um, but, you know, there's just been like almost any little simple error um, has cost the, the batsman here. And, and the bowlers, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's a better West Indies bowling lineup than last year as well. So uh, on a pitch like this, they're competent. Um, and then we've got four Australians with over 250 test wickets. Um, probably Mitchell Stark hasn't been at his best. Nathan Lyon hasn't a lot of bowl. But then it just shows the beauty of attack, isn't it? If one's slightly down, the other two just step up. Mm. Yeah, Hazelwood, he was so unlucky in those Pakistan tests. And, you know, talking to the Australian group, I go, do do you have stats on forced errors? You know, unlucky bowling. And it was something like, yeah, if you you force 30% um, incorrect shots, you're going to get a bag. Josh was forcing 40%. He was only getting one for So you just know the cricket gods, if you keep bowling like that, Eventually, you're going to get wickets, and, and you know it's backed up big time. Four for four for, was he got four for t- today? Uh, this innings as well, um, well deserved. He's an absolute gun, and he'll get the ball first up. So there's a fiver or a six for waiting for him. If he's got four for eighteen now, for those unaware, so there's an opportunity for him to get that number that he probably deserves. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely an opportunity with four wickets left and I'd be surprised if Pat Cummins doesn't start with himself and Josh Hazelwood to really get this yep. done. And I'm sure there'll be a few of the top-order batsmen in there here to get the job done as well so they don't have to chase too many because, as you rightly say before, there is nothing to gain in this situation as an opener if you have to go out there and get 15 or 20 because, basically, at best, you're going to get maybe 10 not out, which is, doesn't change much. Mm. But at worst, you get knocked over and then everyone starts speculating about the roles. So it'll be a three-day test, the way it's looking at the moment. Um, the reason for it, is it pitch? Is it we're not as good as we should be going? Uh, is it because they're not as good as uh, or they're about as good as we thought they were going to be, the West Indies? What, what is the reason why? We don't want a three-day test ever, no. but we look like getting one. Well, I, de- I definitely think uh, I'll be interested to hear what Damien Hoff says later. Mm. You know, eight millimetres of grass, probably a little bit too much. Um, batsmen were getting starts, but then the innings besides heads, Kenzie, as I mentioned, no one really got flowing at all. Um, and I think the bowlers, if they bowled a really just a normal good length in test match cricket, it's really hard to score and you're most likely going to get a wicket there. Um, this is a West Indies team that, besides the openers, they're all trialling three, four, five, yeah. and six. So this isn't a strong West Indies batting lineup either. Um, and yeah, I think there's been some really good bowling. You know, Shamar Joseph, particularly from the West Indies, he bowled a lot. He bowled a really good length. Every now and again, he got his line wrong. Um, so I think a little bit, little bit less grass, uh, more consistency. There's, it's been a bit too paced, I reckon. Um, Quality of bowling against the West Indies' inexperienced batting lineup. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both, both the pitch and a few guys that probably haven't quite been at their best. And when you've got that combo, yeah. it makes it hard because Test cricket's hard enough when you're in good conditions and, and good batting conditions in particular. But yeah, I think West Indies deserve a lot of credit too. I thought their plans to a lot of the Australian batsmen were very good. Craig Brathwaite skippered beautifully, and he's a highly experienced player now and, and captain. So, you know, with what he's got. If he had one more 140k bowler yesterday to yeah. back up Shamar Joseph and Alzari Joseph's opening spell and they knock Travis Head over for 20, this test is completely different. And the other side of it too is batting first here. I think if you have scores of around 280, plays 270, 
it's a pretty good test because it means that no one's going to get too far ahead of the game and you, you don't get too far behind if you do get knocked over. And that's what we saw with the West Indies. Even though they got 188, at times yesterday it felt like they were right in the test. It's just that Travis Head turned it on its... Head. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Well done, Simon. Uh, um, <laughs> Try to be a jokester like you, Flynn. Uh, uh, they, uh, they, they just need at least one gun. So what? You know, like a, you know, I know Babra's arm didn't get going, but yeah. we know he's Pakistan's gun. You know, you know, Shy Hopes was the one that I did have hopes for. Oh. Simo, <laughs> one all. Um, you know, who's been a brilliant one-day player, and and it just hasn't worked for him at Test match level at all. Um, yeah, it's hard to be. A competitive test nation without at least one world-class batter. And test cricket's changed because once upon a time there would be a player with a mentality of, I'm going to bat for two days here. Mm. I'm just going to take my time. I've got five days to play with. Why, mm. why do I need to try and, when I've already got a ton, smack one for six? But that's the way that Travis has plays. It was 200 on offer for him, but he was so aggressive. Mm. In the end, his, his weapon became his floor, mm. and that is he was so confident that he was going to hit it over the boundary, he fell a metre short. So there was 200 on offer for someone out there. Mm. If they, But no one really wants to hang around for four days anymore, do they? No. Well, it's funny enough, Brathwaite and Chanderpool want to. Yes. But they've just been knocked over. Yeah. They, they had pretty good summers last summer here, mm. you know, a little bit flatter. Um, but in this one, they, you know, they, they battled hard in the first innings, didn't they? They didn't score, but they blunted the new ball to a degree. But one of them needed to, to bat... Another two hours yeah. um, for these young West Indies batsmen to bat around. That, that's a tough thing. Mackenzie and Hodge and Co have had to bat together, haven't they? They haven't had experience at the other end. And look, the West Indies have had a couple of positive outcomes from this test, even though they're going to go down. You know, a couple of the performances have been excellent. You know, Shamar Joseph on debut, brilliant. Kirk McKenzie is only playing his second test. Looks He's good. looked really good. Uh, and I thought Graves was pretty good too yesterday. You know, he's only med- medium pace, but he did a good job with the ball, did what was required, tried to hold up an end, got a couple of good wickets, caught really well. So, and, and he looked pretty good yesterday with the bat. Obviously got out late to Nathan Lyon, so he'll be disappointed he didn't convert that into a 50 and give himself some confidence, but he's on debut as well. So there was a good couple of performances there from their youngsters. Will a better batting deck at the Gabba help us, help Australia, or help them, do you think? Because I, I presume they'll want four days at the Gabba at least. But it's a day-night test match, yes, so you've got a pink ball, so you, you yeah. have to allow more grass on there, otherwise the, the pink ball just deteriorates. Yeah, so and it gets soft early. They're going to have to have extra grass there, Dwayne, so yeah. I can't see it. The only thing I'd love to, and, and whether you can actually get it when you've got that much grass, is a bit more consistency of bounce where the batsman knows that, that when it's on that line and length, it's going to come through at that a certain sort of um, pace and a certain sort of bounce. It's not a drop-in at the Cabra, is no, it? No. It's one of the few that is where the footballers don't matter up there, um, which hasn't changed, and that's one of the beauties of, of the old-day cricket grounds where the footballers didn't matter so much. It's, we got our pitch. It's been there forever, and we're not moving our dirt for anybody. Uh, they move the dirt these days, and the pitch conditions is something that we do talk about when we revolve around the country for a summer of cricket, MCG. Now, at Optus Stadium in Perth as well, the Whackers not being used, even though it's about to be used again. But uh, when you've got those multi-use stadiums, uh, the drop-in pitches, even Docklands is being criticised a bit at the moment, Marvel Stadium. Simon Kadich, Damien Fleming with us. Great to have you in, guys. Look forward to your contribution during the day. Both with us for in-place living, specialist disability accommodation designed for you. 
Perfect conditions. Uh, just been talking about the pitch, and the weather is magnificent. Blue sky, bright sunshine, 30 degrees expected. The ground and weather conditions for Rainbird, leader in irrigation for over 90 years. And our pre-match is for Spitwater. Spitwater Tools, not toys. Working hard since 1982. Talking a lot about Travis Head. He's about to join us after the break. So the local hero with his century yesterday is going to join us on SEN Test Cricket for Host Plus and the Henley Homes. Build with confidence.